By purchasing this DVD, you are supporting the UK film and television industry. Thank you. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of Crazy Cars Collection Cult. I'm your host Carl Pierce, and with this little sort of mini-series, I'm sort of going through all my DVD collection and deciding whether it's a keeper, so I'll watch it again, I love it, I think it's a great film. Whether it's one ad stream, so I'll just get rid of the DVD, or whether it's just an awful film, and I don't know why I've got it in my collection, and obviously get rid of it. So, I've sort of gone through in alphabetical order, and we're up to a few Bs this episode, I've got a few B, B movies, um, and we'll have a chat about them now. So the first one is called Blonde Fist. It's from 1991. It stars Margie Clark. And for those scousers amongst you, you've probably heard of this film. It's quite a bit, a bit of a cult classic in, in Liverpool. Um, outside of Liverpool, it's probably not known as much. Basically, it tells a story of um, Ronnie O'Dowd, who lives in Kirby, which is a suburb of Liverpool, um, as a bit of a bruiser. So she, you know, she doesn't suffer fools very often. And she can fight basically. She ends up um, becoming a bit of a boxer and moving to New York trying to find her dad. And it tells a story of her trying to survive in um, 1980s Liverpool basically when you know um, unemployment was massive, um, you know, low income families and so on. A bit like today, but you know, that's a bit more political than we need to be. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's not a, it's not a great film, but it's a bit of a cult classic for me. And there's some great one-liners. And Margie Clark's fantastic, you know. She's she's very authentic as the the sort of scouser um, who's been dragged up on the streets of Kirby. Um, yeah, it's an enjoyable film. I can't say I can recommend it for everyone, but for me, it's a keeper. I won't be getting rid of this. Um, yeah, really enjoy it. It's from 1991, and I mean on IMDb it gets 4.7. I think that's a bit generous to be honest, but as I say, it's it's a bit of a cult classic, and there's some great one-liners in this film. The next film, a bit of a confession, confession maybe this one. I hadn't seen this until I watched it on DVD um, recently. It was the first time I've seen it. It's a classic 1986 film, Big Trouble in Little China, directed by John Carpenter, stars Kurt Russell, uh, Kim Cattrall. Um, sure, it's got a few other people in there, but I don't know who else. And yeah, it's it's one of these eighties action films, sort of mystical films. Um, but as a bit of a cult classic that I hadn't seen, um, I have rectified that. And you know what? It was really enjoyable. I can't say it's amazing. Probably if I'd watched it when I was a kid, I'd probably be loving it more. But yeah, really enjoyed it. And I, I would I would recommend this film. I thought the soundtrack was amazing. Uh, I've like a lot of John Carpenter's films are. They, they just had a great great soundtrack. Um, so yeah, so it tells a story of um, Jack Burton, and he's he's a bit of like a truck driver, and then he ends up getting himself involved in the um, underground Chinese mafia, and ends up getting embroiled in this um, magician's strife struggle for power, um, and yeah, it's just it's just a good sort of action comedy. 80s action comedy film, um, yeah, it's good. The effects were good, you know, for the time, and I, I, you know, I definitely recommend it. Um, as I say, I wish I'd seen it when I was younger because I'm sure I would have got more out of it. But yeah, it was a good film. Enjoyed it. So big trouble in Little China. I don't know how politically politically correct it is these days. Um, you know, a lot of lot of racial stereotypes, but you know, for the time and for what it is, and if you know, if you 
watch it for what it was at the time. It's it's a good, enjoyable film. Right, next one is a bit of a box set. So it's three films which sort of kicked off the Marvel Renaissance. And it's the Blade trilogy. So Blade starred on Wesley Snipes as the half-human, half-vampire hunter. Um, and a lot of people don't know it's a Marvel film. It's it's probably the first Marvel film of the re of recent times. You know, you had some in the 70s and the 80s. Um, Blade came out in, was it 1995? Let me just check my data. 1998 it was. So, you know, you're talking like early early Marvel films before they be sort of became big, before you even had Spider-Man and the X-Men, um, and before... You had the MCU, obviously. So yeah, it's it's a rare, it's a, Blade One is a brilliant, brilliant film. Uh, you know, I was surprised how good it still holds up. It's fast paced. Um, Wesley Snipes is brilliant in it. Um, Stephen Dorff plays the, the baddie. He's really good in it as well. Very um, menacing with it. Very sleazy and slimy. Yeah, the action's top notch. You know, like the, you know, Wesley Snipes pulls it off. He, he's he's kicking. He's punching, he's slicing, he's shooting. He's doing all everything he wants, and it's it's really, really well directed and well well um, well made. It's a really well made action film, and as I say, a lot of people don't realise it's a Marvel film, but yeah, Blade was originally a Marvel character in the comics. He did appear in the original, um, one of the original Spider Man um, series, the animated series of Spider Man in the nineties. Um, but yeah, most people know him from this, and you know that iconic opening scene when. The blood's dripping down in the in the um, in the club, and you've got that that song that comes on just and it's just iconic, brilliant, fantastic film, great Blade. Second one, Blade Two. So again, it it does what the first one does, but just hypes it up to another level. I remember watching the um, the trailer for it coming out and thinking, oh, amazing! This is this is going to be the trailer for um, the, the the Matrix Two at the time. Um, seeing as that this came out in 2001, but it wasn't, or Way 63 it might have been, but yeah, it was obviously Blade, um, and yeah, Wesley Snipes, just, he just pulls it off, it's just brilliant, there's some great action scenes, it's funny in part, he's got a few one-liners, and yeah, it's it's fantastic, um, nice little cameo from um, Danny John Jules, who, who obviously plays the cat in um, Red Dwarf, yeah, um, really good film, Tells this time it tells the story of some vampires who are hunting... So it's like enhanced vampires who are hunting, hunting regular vampires. Um, yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. Fantastic film. So yeah, the first two Blades. I think I prefer the first one. But the second one probably is a better film. Um, yeah, really, really good. And a surprise... Uh, what's his name? One of the Bross brothers plays the baddie. Isn't it? Can't remember which one it is. But yeah, so one of the, one of the, the twins out of Bross. 80s, <laughs> 80s boy band. Ross. Um, and then we get to the third one, Blade, Blade Trinity. So again, starting with Wesley Snipes, uh, Jessica Beale, and Ryan Reynolds. Ah, not as good. Not as good. A bit of a disappointment. It's not a bad film. But yeah, it just it doesn't do anything new, really. And I don't know, it was, it, it was sort of treading water. And I think they were right to let this go. It's a bit long. Um, yeah, it's it just doesn't do anything good if that makes sense. I mean Ryan Reynolds is good he plays Ryan Reynolds like in most films Ryan Reynolds in he plays himself he's sort of a wisecracking you know smart ass but yeah I don't know what's something something not right about this and he's this time he's fighting, fighting the original Dracula which you know isn't a nice idea but yeah it doesn't doesn't quite fit but anyway it's not a bad film
but yeah, it's certainly not as good as the first two. So it does let the facility down a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that box set, I think I'll be keeping all of that because it's, it, as I say, the, the great films, even Blade Trinity to a point, um, yeah, you, you can get away with it. It does what it does. So IMDb give them 7.1 for the first one, 6.7 for the second, and 5.8 for the third. Can't really argue too much about that. I'd probably give the first one a bit higher, to be honest. But yeah, and the second one maybe a bit higher, but the third one, yeah, that, that's, that's probably, again, being generous. Uh, 5.8 for that one. Um, and then, oh, my last film, right? Now, this film, I haven't seen for a very long time until I watched it recently, and it blew me away when I first seen it, and it's Blood Diamond, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Connelly, and, no, I can't pronounce his name, but I'm going to give it a go. Is it Damon Hewson? I'm not too sure, but he's, you know, I've seen him in other things. I think he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Um, so yeah, it's another hard-hitting film, basically about the um, the backstory behind diamonds and the diamond trade and illegal diamond trade in the world. Um, set in Sierra Leone, uh, with the civil war going on in 1999. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, um, what's his name? I can't his name, but anyway, his character is he's a mercenary and so it's like a gun for hire, and he, he, he stumbles upon this opportunity to... Um, smuggle a diamond and it's a very very rare diamond very very big blood diamond thing the sort of do look pink as well but i think they're called blood diamonds because of the the, the blood of the um the citizens that goes into producing it and and getting it um and he teams up with uh the gentleman's name i can't pronounce who um has found the diamond and then he um it's about them two trying to get the get the diamond and then get it out of the country. But yeah, just a just a fantastic film. And as I say, hard hitting. You know, not an easy watch. Um, and it it highlights some of the things that go on in a lot of these, <clears throat> you know, uh, countries where these civil wars are going on. You know, the people are being exploited all the time. And this is just an, you know, this was from nineteen ninety nine. It goes on today. You know, um, and yeah, DiCaprio's brilliant as he, he always is. Um, Jennifer Connelly's good. She plays a, a reporter who's sort of trying to, tries to see the best in DiCaprio's um, character, but um, yeah, he's a bit of a bastard to be honest. It was it was a, a nominated had five Academy Award nominations, including Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor as well. Um, I'm not too sure if it won any. Can't see, but it said nominations there, so you know it was a, a decent film for the time and and still is as well. A good watch, but not an easy watch. One of them is you've got to see it, and then you you sort of, you know. You can say you've seen it. If you want to watch it again, you can, but yeah, tough, tough to watch. So that came out in 2006 and it got 8 out of 10 on IMDb. And, you know, yeah, again, I can't argue with that. That's that's about right. Um, there was a few adverts on the beginning of it as well, which the other films didn't have any adverts for some reason. But they, uh, this had The Good German, which, again, I've never, ever heard of, but I wouldn't mind seeing. And then Zodiac, <clears throat> which is a, you know, murder mystery uh, based on a true story. The Zodiac Killer from 1970s, I think. Stars Jake um, Gyllenhaal, um, Mark Ruffalo, and Robert Downey Jr. Before they all joined the MCU. Um, but yeah, The Good German looked alright. But yeah, The Zodiac is a really, really good film. I think it is on Netflix currently, so if you get a chance, give it a watch. So, they're my DVDs for this. Um, and out of the one, two, three, four, five, six films, uh, look like I'm keeping all of the six. There we go. What do you think? Did you give me... Choices, let us know um, on all the socials Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can email us at chatandflex at hotmail.com. 
and I'll see you next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.